Welcome to the King, actually the Queen and the Brain podcast. I'm Natalie, the Confidence Coach, and welcome to the Virtual Hero series. Along with my wonderful Virtual Hero guests, we will be talking about virtual assistant hints and tips, as well as bits about confidence. Sit back, relax, but not too relaxed if you're driving, and enjoy the learnings, banter, and laughter from the Queen, the Brain, and all her guests. So good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to the Virtual Hero Series. I have a wonderful guest with me today, but hang on a moment. In a second, I'll come to that. My name is Natalie, and I'm a confidence coach, or the confidence coach. And I wanted to bring this series to you in order to help you or to show you that you can start in business, There's good days, there's bad days, but I also wanted to show you where you can end up in business. And this is why I'm so excited, because today I've got somebody all the way from the USA. She's having her morning coffee. It's afternoon here. And she's come. she lives near Los Angeles. I'll get her to say exactly where it is in the USA. And she runs Jazzy Pen. Now, this is a copywriting, marketing small business or medium-sized business. I'm sure she'll clarify me on that. And she has some team members, which is great, but it goes to show that you can go from a side hustle, which Jazzy Penn started, to this, which Joan Stanford is going to explain. So welcome, Joan. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Say hi and introduce yourself. (laughs) Thank you, Natalie. I am so excited to be here this morning for me. (laughs) I'm excited to to join you on the podcast. Um, Tell everyone about myself. Well, as you mentioned, I am based here in Southern California, which is just a little bit of ways from Los Angeles. The city that I'm in is actually called Rancho Cucamonga. Say that 10 times fast, right? A lot of people. (laughs) But it's in the Inland Empire, an area called the Inland Empire. And my business, like you mentioned, started as a side hustle when I was in corporate America. And in corporate America, I did technical editing and technical writing. And I was actually laid off in 2009, (laughs) 10-ish. And it was at that moment that I had to make a decision. Do I look for a new job or do I make this side hustle my main hustle? Mm -hmm. And decided on the latter. And it's been going strong ever since. So, so you've been doing this now as your main hustle. I love that. <laughs> you've been doing this now from about 2010. So what was it like in the beginning when you, when you started out, when you were on your own and you've gone from a corporate job and obviously there's a lot of staff, there's people, to being all on your own in your, now essentially your side hustle become now your main hustle. Right. If I'm going to be completely transparent in the initial years, it was hard. (laughs) It was difficult because that is a huge 
transition to go from being in a corporation where there's tons of people on a daily basis, you're seeing people in the elevator, in the parking lot, everywhere, you know, and you can have conversations, you can bounce ideas off of, you know, other staff, things like that, where when you're beginning your business and you're going full throttle, it's just you, right? So you're bouncing off ideas with yourself, <laughs> you know, it's, Hey, Joan, what do you think about that? I think that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> um, no, seriously, it, it, it can be a challenge because you're, you are missing that interaction with others that you now do not have. So that's, that's a touchy point. Um, also, when you're just starting your business, there's so many different questions, right? Even though I started as a side hustle, when your business is just on the side, it's kind of, uh, you know, maybe I'll market, maybe I won't, you know, it's not a big deal because it's on the side. Eh, maybe I'll take a client, maybe I won't, right? When it is your main hustle, you are out there working to get those clients in and to maintain that consistent income. And it all rests on your shoulders. There is no, hmm, yeah, you know, I think I'll take a break this, this week or what have you, because you have, you know, your job. No, there's none of that. So that for me, um, to be honest, took a while to really have that light bulb go off where it's like, oh no, this, is my main hustle, right? It's no longer, I like to say it's no, it was no longer my shoe money because I, I love shoes. It's no longer my shoe money. This is my main money that I need to feed my kids with. Yeah, yes, I have a husband, but you know, we need two incomes here, right? Um, so it was a bit of a challenge in the beginning. Another thing that I found challenging was um, figuring out where to go to network and connect with business owners who I knew were going to be my clients, right? So I want to be in places where they are and I want to make sure that it's a good fit and all of that good stuff. So that was a challenge initially after searching looking for networking opportunities, I decided to join a chamber of commerce. Again, a lot of it is just trial and error. You're trying to figure out where you're going to be a good fit. For me, it was kind of hit or miss. And it wasn't really until I joined a women's business organization that I started to gain traction. So that's one thing that I would definitely recommend to people is to really find, find your people, <laughs> right? Find the people that you want to work with. And the beauty of being a business owner is that you can be selective, right? You can decide, yeah, no, I don't want to work with that person. Or yes, I do, quite honestly. And of course, in the beginning, you, you want to work with everybody, right? Because you're trying to build your clientele, you're trying to build your business, but after a while, and the beauty is, you know, now I've reached to the point where, no, I'm not working with that person. <laughs> that, 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 
that is a lovely advantage to working for yourself is you get to choose who you want to work with and who you don't want to work with. Absolutely. I just want to go back to a point where you said that it was really hard in the beginning and trying to find or knowing that this wasn't your, as you said, your shoe money business anymore, <laughs> but it's your main business. Right. What sort of, and, and I appreciate it's a while ago and you might not have thought about it, but what sort of, what was that aha moment or what was that thought that said, okay, I'm now going to commit to this? Because obviously you, you must probably, you must have come up with this, do I get another job or do I commit right. to this business? So what is that right. moment or moments that made you think, okay, I can do this. I'm going to do this. And this is where I'm going to put my focus. I think for me, it was, a strong desire for freedom. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is at the time, I have two kids and at the time my son was a toddler, right? And I thought, wow, if I go and get another job, of course I want a high paying job for me because of where I live, a lot of those jobs are in Los Angeles, which is literally 60 miles away from me. <laughs> That's quite a commute. That is a serious commute. So I would not be seeing my son until very late in the evening, you know, that sort of thing, you know, both of my kids. And that for me was pretty much the deal breaker. That was the one thing that I said, you know, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I want to have the freedom to stay at home and to still work my business <laughs> and still be there for my children, you know, and what a blessing it was because I was able to, you know, be the, the room mom in his kindergarten class and all of that good stuff, you know, some things that I missed out on with my daughter because I was in the corporate world, right? But that for me was the key that said, this is the route you want to go. You want to have that freedom, that flexibility to be there for your family and at the same time have a business that you love, right? So that's obviously, I mean, as, as we know, when you start a business, the freedom is not necessarily there. The time is not necessarily there because you're building the business. Right. But once your business is established, you're then able to have more control over your diary or over, you know, I'll see clients between this time and this time because right. this is for my kids. I'm going to go be the, the school mum. I'm going to go to the dentist or whatever the kids need. And right. so how long did it take for you to find that, that freedom that you wanted? Hmm, what a great question. I'm not sure there was a, a particular moment where I said, wow, this is it. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it took a few years before I actually gained that, that stride and that momentum, if you will. I think um, initially, for me, I had a transition also where when 
when Jazzy Pen Communications was a side business, I was actually focused in on editing books, manuscripts for clients who were wanting to self-publish. When I started and went, made it my main hustle, <laughs> I shifted the business a bit where I, I still did some editing, but I really zeroed in on doing writing business writing first and then transition into copywriting. So the business looked a lot differently <laughs> in the beginning than what it does now. That's <laughs> um, the life of a business. Right? <laughs> it really is. Lots of different, you know, of course, the ups and downs, the hills, the valleys, lots of different changes, lots of different focuses. Um, but what I did know for sure is that I wanted to work with the small business owners because I feel like they needed my help the most. Mm. And to this day, you know, although I do have some medium-sized, larger enterprise companies, I'm still focused really heavily on the small businesses. So you started out as a side hustle, you became your main hustle, and you were obviously wearing all the hats the, the, and many different yes. hats, but right. you now have a team. So you're not a solopreneur or on your own anymore. You've actually got yourself a team around you. So how's that been different from going from a, a sort of a one-woman band or girl boss, as I can see behind you, <laughs> a one-woman band to actually leading a team and, and essentially running a business with uh, staff members. How does that sort of feel for you and how did that transpire? Well, honestly, it's still building, right? Jazzy Pin is still building and still growing. We don't have, I don't have, employees. I have people who do different tasks and they're located in different places, um, but they have different focuses. So, but they're, they're part of the Jazzy Pen team, right? <laughs> they're definitely part of my success and I couldn't do what I do without them. So I have, um, you know, people who are focused in on graphic design, people who are focused in on social media. Um, do they, do they have their own businesses and work with you on some projects or do they solely work with, for Jazzy Pen? They have their own businesses and they work with me. Well, that's great because what you're doing essentially is, is, is helping small businesses through utilizing their skills and their, their power and dare I use the word virtual assistants. I know it's a bit different in America, but, and I've got a lot of English who watch this. And it's, it's just nice to show that you can, as a builder, a bigger business through outsourcing or through creating a team around you. They obviously know what Jazzy Pen likes, what you like, and they speak for you, even though they also speak for their own businesses in different ways. Correct. And this this is this is something this is something that I'm 
really love seeing because it, it, it shows how valuable VAs or virtual assistants, because that's what they are, they virtually place somewhere else and they assist you. And, right. and this is what, what I think is so powerful about people who take a side hustle, make it their main hustle and build it and grow it and mm -hmm. don't just stop there, but actually bring in a team. Like you said, you have a team. You don't have staff, you don't have employees. You have a team. Mm -hmm. And this is so powerful to, to see and to, to know is out there. And, and this is something I want my audience to realize, hang on a minute, I'm not going to quit today. I'm going to get there and have my own team around me. Absolutely. And I would say, Natalie, if I may, that, you know, during those challenging times, you know, there, for me, there were certainly times where I thought, okay, <laughs> I do need to dust off my resume <laughs> and get out there because this, this is, you know, trying to get these clients and, and have a consistent you know, um, slew of them is, is tough business here, right? It's a lot tougher than I thought it would be. And so there were times where it's like, eh, maybe I should, maybe I should go get a job, you know? You, and you start to, to doubt yourself, right? So then there's something of, am I as good as I think I am? You know, and for any of your audience that may be going through that, I say, Take a moment, dial it back, right? A, if you feel like you need to have a real good cry, go for it. And then, yes, and there is an and then, and then <laughs> your hands on your hips in Wonder Woman style and say, I got this. Mm -hmm. I can do this. It's a matter of digging deep for that confidence, right, Natalie? You know all about it. Dig deep for that confidence and stand on it, right? Do not anybody shatter that confidence or, as I like to say, that jazziness of who you are, right? <laughs> so stand on that, stand firm on that. Yes, there's going to be some tough days, but it will pass. And you will get to where you want to be. The key is to keep going, right? Because the minute you stop, that's when you are admitting to defeat, right? I'm not going to say failure, but you're admitting to defeat. And it's right at that moment that you were probably going to make it over that mountain, <laughs> and have that free sailing, right? You were just about, so don't quit. Don't stop is what I have to say to that. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. And you've mentioned confidence. The confidence is something that you've had to learn, you've developed over the years of building your business. <laughs> I would like to say that I actually started out with a bit of confidence because I felt like, you know, I'm seeing a lot of successful people around me and I can do it too. I, I just did. I just felt that way. 
Um, but like I said, there are times where <laughs> your confidence may wane or you may you know, find yourself in a drought, whatever the case may be, but it's just a matter of holding on to that confidence and letting that confidence build, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I think that I always had a sense of confidence. I think people who know me are like, yeah, you're definitely <laughs> That's great, is you started with confidence, but it's, it's, you've, I'm thinking it's grown since, Absolutely. you know, With 2010 <laughs> and you've developed it in different ways. And like you said, it comes and goes, but that is what confidence is. Right. It does come and go, but you've yeah. going through those experiences and like you said, digging deep and keep going. You've had to reach into your confidence that you've had and really utilize it and, and start to, use it basically to help you right. to move forward absolutely absolutely so one of the things you mentioned was having a, a tribe or your people around you and and networking did that help you to keep going did you find the right people who encouraged you who supported you and are you are some of them still there or have i mean we know that through life and in business, people come and go, but you still in connection with some of these from the beginning days? Just, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, I actually am. Um, the, the organization that I mentioned before, I was a part of the organization for several years. And so I, you know, created several different relationships, developed and they fostered and, and grown <laughs> over the years. Um, a lot of us left the organization, but still maintain contact. I still text messages, hey, Joan, how's it going? You know, I, you know, I see you here. I see you speaking at this engagement. I see <laughs> things, you know, and it's all very encouraging. We still I'll talk about the kids and all that good stuff. So it's really great to establish those relationships and have them grow and continue throughout the business life, right? <laughs> and that's what's so powerful about networking. I know a lot of small business owners, just the thought of networking is like, oh my God, I can't do it and I won't do it. Right. And this is why I ask because it is it can become almost building your tribe, building your, your people because they're in the same position as you. Right. If you've got friends who's still in the corporate world or still employed or family, they'll just support you anyway or they won't support you, but they don't understand. But exactly. when you network, you're talking to people who are in the same position as you or have been there, have done that, they've got the T-shirt and they can help you. <laughs> Or they're struggling at that time and maybe you've got something to offer them and then it, it, it shifts. And this is why I ask because I think I personally think network is a very powerful and a, it's a great tool, not just for business, but for people, for your tribe, for your for gathering, your little network of people who are there for you. Right. Do you still network now or are you in a position where your business has changed enough that networking is not um, part of it anymore? 
I network because I enjoy it now. <laughs> love to meet new people. Um, of course, with COVID, there's, you know, that put the kibosh on <laughs> going out and, and engaging in networking events in person. Um, but I still like to, you know, do workshops and things like that where I have people on and we're able to meet and chat and talk. Um, I think that's important for me. I, I personally need that interaction with others. It, I, I thrive on it. So it's definitely still a part of what I do. It's not a heavy focus in terms of um, really getting a lot of, you know, I'm not going into a networking event as strategically as I was more like a social and energy <laughs> and, and and just being around people and you know not feeling so alone because even though you've got a team right. you're still right. working on your own essentially that's right that's right and when you you know for the most part I'm an extrovert I, I thrive on the energy of others so I'm in my element when I'm out and about and at these events, <laughs> right? I and networking's are great. And, and, like, and as I mentioned earlier, it's not just about, you know, business. It is about building your own community. It's about having that support around you, making those connections. And for extroverts, it's about getting that little bit of extra energy and that, you know, buzz and that fun. So it, it is... Right. But it's finding the right network meeting. It's finding the right meetings, isn't it? Right people. Exactly. exactly. And that's the part where you, you've got to do a little bit of work in that area, I believe, because, you know, as we know, not all networking group or organizations are the same. And so you've got to find where you fit best, where you feel good, where you feel like you're getting what you need, quite frankly. And I know that sounds a bit selfish, but at the end of the day, you are there for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Particularly when you're just starting your business, are these the clients or the types of clients that you would want to work with or for? Mm -hmm. And not only that, are these people who would willingly refer business to you? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and for me, that that was a, a key point. Well, at the end of the day, you're building a business. So like right. I said, it's not about being selfish. It's it's about putting on a business hat and going, I'm going to this meeting because I am growing and building a business. Exactly. Exactly. And that's important. Right. You and can't lose sight of that. Um, I think that that networking sometimes gets kind of a, a, a bad rap because a lot of times, you know, some people don't know how to do it correctly. So you have people who are just out there just throwing out their business cards, right? <laughs> it's like, I don't even know your name. What is that? What is, what is my hand, right? Um, the wrong way to do networking, FYI. <laughs> that you're there to meet people, to get to know people. Really big on the no like and trust factor. That's really important. And I think that's become so important now, especially after 
last year because a lot of people have gone into business for themselves out of necessity, through redundancies, through businesses collapsing, for whatever reason. And and social media has become a very noisy place. Well, it might just be me who's noticed that, but it seems to be very noisy. And I think it's it's very much become now a no like and trust. And going to somebody else and saying, you know what, this is what I need. Who do you know who can help me with X, Y, and Z? And when you build those connections, then they're happy to support you, refer you, or recommend you. And and you knowing who you can refer and recommend people to. Right. Exactly. It's a two-way street for sure. Um, Definitely important. I think that when people feel like they know you <laughs> and can trust you, the, the, the sky's the limit, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you can develop not even business relationships, but you can develop friendships, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Go a long way. So, definitely. And you never know when you're going to need that person's services or if ever, or when you're going to be able to recommend them to somebody or... You know, you never know. It might not happen now, but down the line, maybe they're going to be there when you get stuck or maybe finally you come to somebody says, I'm looking for somebody to do the copywriting for me. Oh, hang on a minute. I know this person. I've been networking with her for ages. Right. She's an amazing person. She talks and she smiles and she's great. Go to her. And I've probably had that happen, you know. For me, even to this day, I would say that a large percentage of my business comes from referrals mm-hmm. because it's people who have engaged with me. They've attended a, a workshop or many workshops, and maybe they themselves have not been a client of mine, but they know what I do. They know. The They've learned to trust you. They, they like you, and, yes. and you don't necessarily have to be a client or there or work with them, but networking is about learning somebody is absolutely absolutely agree with that (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to ask you because you you're quite confident and you've had confidence even before starting which is a great um uh, leg up almost having coming in with some some confidence but what does confidence mean for you what a cool question Confidence for me means being very personally aware. I am aware of who I am. I am aware of what I bring to the table. I know the level of skills that I have and some that I don't, but I know that and I'm comfortable in that. I am comfortable in my skin, which is another very important part of confidence for me, being very comfortable in my skin and being able to walk into a room. And for me, I like to say, take, take up space. I take up space <laughs> and that's it's for me. And it's not being, um, you know, some people think it's, oh, being braggadocious and just forms. No, it's not that. There's a certain 
aura, vibe, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, that everybody has. You know, there's different levels and different, you know, kinds, but everybody has it. And that's confidence and confidence is shining through, right? And it shines through in different ways for different people. But for me, that's what confidence is, being very personally aware. I love that, personally aware and taking up space. That is one that I hear a lot is about mm -hmm. taking up space. So if you, now I am a confidence coach, so feel free to try and stump me. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't challenge you too much. Or maybe you can coach me and maybe I'm, I have the wrong definition of confidence. No, yours know. has been, like you said, confidence is very different for for everybody it, it's not a one size fits all do you have any questions about confidence was there anything that you would like to know about confidence or something that you can ask me hmm. I would like to know what is it that you recommend to people when they do not feel confident, when they feel like they are lacking confidence or they might just say, I am not a confident person. I'm not confident in this. What do you recommend? What do, what do you tell them to do? Wow, that's like a, a massive question. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, I know it's a, you know, an individualized thing. It is, but, but there is something that you can start to do is, I get this a lot is I'm not confident. I can't do X, Y, Z or go networking or anything. What I, one of the things that you can start to learn to feel confident or start to realize that there is some confidence in you is start to look at your accomplishments and your wins. Now I'm not necessarily talking about degrees or exams or anything like that. I'm talking about, it could be something as simple as starting a conversation with a stranger on the street. Maybe I shouldn't recommend having conversation with strangers <laughs> on the street, but it could be <laughs> you've been wanting to go to a network meeting and you've been putting it off and putting it off and you've realized that you want to build your business, so you go. It's not about the outcome of the network meeting. It's about that you went to the network meeting. So it's really starting to look at what you're achieving, your successes, personal successes, business successes, any success. It, and they, these are your successes. Okay. So for, for example is I, I love chocolate and I will eat ice cream by the tub. I am an absolute glut when it comes to ice cream. And for me, a personal success is if I've got ice cream in the freezer and I haven't had any ice cream that day. That to me is a personal success because I've won that gremlin in my head that says, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. <laughs> you need it, you want it. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's my precious. <laughs> but the thing is, it's, so really look at what is your win. What have you achieved big small it doesn't matter and when you start to really see hang on you know what today 
I didn't have my ice cream. Today, I went to a network meeting. Today, I posted on LinkedIn for the first time in, in three weeks. Yes, I was terrified hitting that, po that send key or, you know, post or, or whatever, but I did it. And when you start to really acknowledge and see them, see them for what they are, you will then start to realize, hang on a minute, I can do this. And it's, it's going really to the beginning and saying, there is a bit of confidence. I pressed send. I didn't have that ice cream. I went to that network meeting and really start to recognize it because we will tell ourselves what we didn't do. Oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I succumbed to that tub of ice cream. Oh, I, I should have done this. I could have done this. And we start to beat ourselves up. But if we actually start to really look at, this is what I did do. This is what I achieved. It was scary and I did it anyway. And this is where you start to realize I can do it, which then starts to realize, okay, I might not feel confident, but I am confident enough in myself to do it. Does that make sense? It does. It makes perfect sense. I love that. <laughs> so what bit of advice, or let me rephrase that again. So what is the best bit of advice that you've ever been given? Ooh, the best piece of advice. I think it's to always be have someone that is mentoring you and you mentor someone else so it's it's pass passing that information passing your wisdom along so you're gaining wisdom from a mentor that you have but it's also important to mm -hmm. mentor someone else that to me is is gold it's something that especially when you're just starting you don't think about <laughs> You don't think, you know, you're just trying to grind and make it happen. It's like, I don't have time to mentor it. But when you do, you know, get to some level of comfort where you're not constantly grinding, um, make sure that you take time to mentor somebody else. Someone else needs to hear your wins. Mm -hmm. Someone needs to hear your challenges. Someone needs to hear your wisdom, your knowledge, your advice. That is, that is very, that's very good. Um, I, I work with a speaking organization and that is part of it is you are mentored and then you mentor as well to, to, to help. So this leads then on to my next question is what is a top tip that you can share with business owners out there that you have learned over the years? Mm, a top tip. Always be learning, right? Um, and what I mean by that is sometimes you get comfortable in, you know, I can do whatever your expertise is. You can do it in your sleep right? But there's always something to learn. 
And for me, it comes from reading books. I love to read, you know, just as much as I, <laughs> I love to shop and I love shoes and all of that. <laughs> I love to read. And I think that's important to always be reading something. For those who may not be into books and don't want to read books, pick up Ink Magazine and read a single article. I don't care what it is, but always be adding to your wealth of knowledge. It's going to go a long way because you'll, you'll maybe forget about that article, but somehow maybe it's years later, you'll remember <laughs> some strong point in there, a tip, a strategy, anything. Mm -hmm. It's going to be helpful, right? So I think that's one thing. I mean, I've, over the course of my career, I've got several different <laughs> tips, but just off the top of my head, that one stands out. Um, I think starting each year with a power word, meaning what's going to be your word for the year that's going to motivate you and keep you going, right? Is that one word where, you know, maybe you've got it as your screensaver, maybe it's popping up on your phone, maybe it's a post-it note that you're seeing in your office every day, whatever that is, that also will help keep you going in those times of, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm going to make it, right? Or I'm on the verge of quitting. I'm on the verge of going back to working for somebody else. Stay strong and have that word visible and that will motivate you, help you to say, oh, nope, not going to do it. Haven't looked at my resume in years. You know why? because I'm going to keep this business going. <laughs> and these are, I mean, two for the price of one. I love it. It's bargain. But I love the idea of, you know, be mentored, but also mentor others. And like you said, reading. Reading is a passion of mine as well. I love reading. And if you really do struggle to read, there's audible books. You can listen to the books um, and, mm -hmm. and like you said, having that word uh, is powerful because words are very powerful and they can conjure up feelings within you just by looking at it and, and really reading it. And it can remind you almost of why, why you want to keep going, just having that word that, that really connects with you. Right. So before we, we, we sign off, where can people find you? You can find me pretty much on all social media platforms. I'm really focused in on LinkedIn these days. So Joan Stanford there, Jazzy Penn is, is there. My website is jazzypen.com. You can certainly visit me online there. Um, yeah, that's it for the most part. I can give you my and all of that good stuff but it's like, i mean you go on linkedin and they'll they can find you anywhere on on linkedin yeah i just i just want to say thank you so much for for sharing your time with with me and us today and and sharing your wisdom and your journey and i'm sure that there's hours and hours that we could be digging in and and getting plucking up all your nuggets and your wisdom 
But I really appreciate um, you taking the time for you this morning to, to really share with us a little bit and about, I love how don't give up, just keep going and, and the mentoring. But I think that is very powerful because when you're mentoring somebody else, you're also mentoring yourself by helping somebody else. Right. And, and, and the, the not giving up, just stay your course. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. You are more than welcome. Thank you for having me on, Natalie. I do want to end with one thought, and that is because I know a lot of your audience are made up of virtual assistants, and I want to say that you are needed. <laughs> Just know that, right? People do need your help. So if you are one of those VAs who says, oh, I don't know, or you're questioning, you're debating, you're, you're thinking about quitting, whatever the case may be, don't, because people do need your services. Definitely, Absolutely. definitely. So thank you. And thank you for taking the time of watching this uh, Virtual Hero series. Until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. I hope that you have enjoyed the session on the Virtual Hero series. Please feel free to share this with any virtual heroes that you know or who would be interested. If there's any topic that you would like me to cover, do let me know. And until next time, have a great day. Bye.